So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, man fans. Ollie Man here with the 2019 Modern Man Christmas Spectacular. Uh, and it really is one for the fans, this. If you've never heard the show before, do feel free to start with another episode because you are not going to know what the hell is going on. <laughs> for everyone else, if you've been with us all year, this is our big Christmas present to you. No middle feature, but some amazing live music, and you will laugh. Uh, If you have kids in the car, though, I will warn you, it does get progressively NSFW as it goes along. Brace yourself. Uh, Here is what's coming up. It's like the most disgusting game of whack-a-mole. That is horrible. Ollie Pierce dons a VR headset to journey into squirtual reality. Plus, I decided to try and test how high I could go, and uh, it electrocuted me so severely that it shot out of my badge and hit the wall. Alex Fox puts in the legwork for the legendary XXXmas Foxhole Christmas Quiz. And Christmas time means getting the family together, so we're all here in the one room. Merry Christmas! Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm a chart top in Christmas song person, so there you go. So that entitles you to do an impression of Bruce Forsyth? Jingle bells. Is that Bruce? <laughs> I didn't know I could do him. No, it's a time for reflection as well, of course. You look back across the last year. I'm only interested in terms of your podcast persona. I don't care what you've been up to in your real life. Oh. What's been your highlight of the year gone by? I'm going to say escape rooms. Yeah, that was good, wasn't I it? Loved oh, I loved that. I loved. I loved seeing you two fail and succeed <laughs> genuinely enjoyable because most of the stuff that you give to me you intentionally do it to put me through some kind of painful experience mm. this time i really enjoyed it and it's something that i'm going to carry on doing so escape rooms i should do a christmasy one maybe at home <gasps> that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a christmas escape room you're gonna have to escape stop from talking okay, right. <laughs> alex your favorite uh, moment of the year I really enjoyed hearing people's stories of the freaky sex they've been having when they conceived children. There was eye-opening, wasn't it? <laughs> all sorts of things opening, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, well, we're, we're all going to be here the whole way through the show. That was just like a family Christmas, because you sounded weary and we're only a few minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, as ever, going to kick off with the zeitgeist. Your trends tested with Santa's little helper, Ollie Peart. Uh, before we get going with that, though, Ollie, mm-hmm. we must first apologise to Manfan Patrick, who's been in touch to say, uh, I've enjoyed the show since your first episode. I've sent you beer money twice. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that, Patrick. You'll be paying for our rap party later. However, whilst I never considered myself particularly misophonic... What does that mean? Alex? Uh, We found a term you don't know. No, it literally means hatred of sound. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a condition in which negative emotions, thoughts and physical reactions are triggered by specific sounds. Uh, You can probably guess what Patrick's going to say. The noises you and Ollie made whilst trying insect cuisine last episode (laughs) made my heart rate spike palpably. Hey, I'm not apologising for that because that wasn't my fault. I did as requested and he was forewarned. I mean, he knew that us eating insects was not going to sound nice. I guess I, some people may have thought we'd have done the experience and reported back on it rather than forcing them to listen to the audio. He but... just should be thankful that we didn't do it using a binaural uh, microphone. You know, <laughs> that's what they use for ASMR. And Alex, if the Foxholes taught us anything, it's that for every person who's completely repelled by something, someone else will be very excited indeed. I think you said that one of the uh, cakes looked like a cricket on a shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, like a dog shit infused with maggot. No, what was it? It was something along those lines. Uh, I'm sure it was something genius like that. <laughs> some some wild Ian epithet came some, flowing out of my mouth. Some hugely highbrow reference. So we won't be doing any eating on mic this time, Patrick, but we will be doing some drinking, just, just so you know. So, Ollie, mm. last episode, Manfan Andy tasked you to pimp out your services through TaskRabbit and Fiverr and websites like that to investigate how much money you, Ollie Pitt, can make online Mm -hmm. a very clear challenge with a quantifiable outcome how did you do 
Well, I had to find these platforms first and decide which one I was going to go for. I wasn't going to go for them all. I just wanted to put myself in a position. He literally named two. Did you do both of those? No. No, no, listen, there's a reason why. Because I wanted to give myself the biggest chance of having success. I didn't want to spread myself too thin. So I found out the two biggest. The two biggest are Upwork and Fiverr. Okay, I've never heard of Upwork. But the biggest of the two is Fiverr. There are 1.6 million people on Fiverr selling their wares. And there are 5.5 million buying their wares. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, right, here we go. I'm going to go for that. So I thought I'd start on there with what I know, which is my voice. So I thought I'd just sell my voice. It's really easy. I've got a microphone at home. So it's very Little Mermaid. What, what do you mean? She sold her voice to Ursula. Did she sell it? Yeah. In okay, exchange well, for legs. I don't know anybody would pay me in legs. But I thought I would sell my voice and I'd sell it as cheaply as possible. That was like Alan Sugar mentality. I was thinking about what would he do? So I wrote my gig, they call it. It's a gig. And I said that I would say anything that you want... Mm-hmm. 150 words mm-hmm. for $5. Five dollars. So, so well, I mean, I've got a voiceover agent mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just putting it out there. If you run a company, I'm cheap. I mean, I'm who you get when you can't afford Robert Webb. Come on in. How much are you? But, um, I'll go down to like 150. Oh, that is cheap. Right. But $5. I yeah. mean, if you're in the market for a $5 voiceover, you're basically not in the market for a paid voiceover, are you? Exactly. And and actually, on Fiverr, voice, this is one of the reasons I listed myself so cheap. It's so competitive for voiceover work. There are people on there, there are thousands of voiceover artists on that platform, and they've done voiceovers for airlines, uh, oil conglomerates, like all of these people. And there's a lady in the UK called Sarah Hughes who earns £92,000 a year just through Fiverr. And how did you market the quality of your voice? Did you reference a particular accent? Yeah, I did. I said I will do it in my British accent because I thought... Americans, British. Americans I don't know if that's really specific it. enough. Well, it is to an American. And I understand we can actually hear a clip of your first gig. Yeah. By Jove, it's kit complete. Great Scott. Well, I never. Telly Hill. Oh, goody. Okay, so, I mean, it's embarrassing in a different way to what I was predicting. Yeah. Uh, How much did you raise from that, and who was it for? Okay, well, there's a guy called Kit Complete who's got a YouTube channel, and he creates electronic music. He teaches people how to create electronic music online, and he just wanted these little audio nuggets. Oh, it's just like a jingle. Yeah, exactly. A sting. And then at the end, he was like, you can add in your own ones, which I did towards the end. Get rid of cheeky little numbers. Mm-hmm. And I just charged him $5. And it took me, I recorded it under my duvet. It took me, what, 10 minutes? He left me a five-star review. So a five-star review! When, <laughs> what else did you uh, look into uh, advertising then? So I got in touch with their country manager of the UK. Uh, this guy called Andy Ray. I was like... How? Did you just like harass him on LinkedIn or something? Yeah, literally. Just was like, <laughs> look... <laughs> No, because I can do that. I'm no, fine. no, I, you know, I, I admire the ingenuity. I like, look, I'm, I'm finding out for a listener. They want to know, yeah. and I've got some questions for you. I'm more than happy to oblige. So I gave him a call and I said, look, what can, what, what can I do? What are your biggest areas? Like, yes. where, should I focus on one of them? And he said, well, biggest areas are graphics and design. Not a surprise. That, that's definitely not a surprise because you work from home. And also it's expensive. Like before these websites came along to disrupt it, mm-hmm. it would cost hundreds of pounds to get a logo designed, right? It, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, programming and tech and digital marketing. So they're like obvious that they'd do quite well. But yeah. for me, I was like, well, I don't really know anything about any of those. Isn't your day job in digital marketing? Not, no, it's more in, it's more in content production. So right. yeah, there's an element of that. But also... To do content production, if I was to offer that, it's really time-consuming yes. a lot of the time. Mm. That's a, just, that is a job. Yeah. yeah. And you, whatever you offer, you've got to make sure you have the time to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to make well, any money. Well, do you have to? Because like with eBay, right, <laughs> if you agree to buy something mm. or indeed to sell something, there is a contract there. You're in breach of contract if you yeah. don't provide or buy the thing you've said you will. Is that the case with Fiverr? If you offer your services for $5 and then someone asks you to do a thing, if you accept the job, mm-hmm. you have to do it? When you list your job, you give a delivery time. So that could be a day, 10 days, whatever, as long as you're open about it. So they, whoever's buying it from you knows that within that timescale, uh, you've got to deliver it. If you don't deliver it and you go over, uh, they can raise a complaint against you, basically, and it means that it can lead to a negative review. You don't lose that job necessarily unless mm. they decide to revoke that order. It's in your interest to deliver on time, basically. Okay, so are there any other areas on Fiverr that do play to your strengths? Not necessarily to my strengths, but they're new and emerging and not very competitive. So I thought, I'm going to give these a bash. Tell us about the trends. Political campaigning. (laughs) 
So this That's is, controversial. This you is can m- hire somebody to go and do that for you yeah. who's desperate for cash. It's Yeah, and it's massive in the US, so you can hire people to write speeches for your political campaign, do logos, uh, branding, all those different aspects of your political... But presumably post leaflets through people's doors and then they're not directly connected to your political campaign, are they? Well, a lot of the work that's offered on Fiverr is less of a physical nature. It's not like you go on there and look for a car mechanic. It's more like, I will create your campaign slogan. You do loads of slogans, don't you, Alex? I'm a slogan slag. There you go. So you could go, hey, one right off the bat. Hey, hey, Farage, <laughs> I'll write a new slogan for you. But it's ma- it's massive in the States. And, and that part of the store is a real surprise for Fiverr. They didn't know it was going to be so successful. And the next thing is game coaching. So this is computer okay. game coaching. You literally train people to be better at Fortnite and they will pay you. I mean, you predicted the rise of Fortnite on this show about four years ago. Yes. If at that time you'd have spent the four years learning how to play Fortnite, that could now be an earner for you. It could be, but it wouldn't be earning that much. I actually got in touch with one of them, this guy called Dean, who who is the number one on, on Fiverr platform in the UK at coaching Fortnite. He is the number one. Uh-huh. And he charges $25 an hour. The most he's earned in a month is $2,000. And he just sits at home for eight hours a day teaching 30 to 40-year-old men who want to learn to get better for their kids. I don't think that's something that I want to do. How does he do it anyway? I mean, remotely, obviously, but how? Remotely through the in-game chat. So, you know, these oh, days on the game it. itself. Yeah. Okay, so outside of Fiverr, what else is there? Because you said you were going to look into other platforms. Yeah, so there's one called Stashbin. This is a, a platform which allows you to hire out any available space you have in your house for somebody to come and store something. Okay, so, well, this is good for you because you've recently got a house. Yeah, okay. And it's you... not that good for me. Why? Because, well, because you don't want my... drugs in your attic? <laughs> <laughs> Dead bodies in your kitchen. Yeah. Well, this, this is the thing, right? So this is what... It, it raises the question. It's like, okay, that's fine. Maybe I have, I, I've got a tiny empty space in my loft, right? And I thought, I'm going to list this. And then I posted my listing... And they do review it because they want to make sure that your space is legitimate and it's not just a shoe. How, How do they review it? Uh, it is reviewed in person because it's not a massive... Someone from Sashby comes around to look at your attic. No, no, no. You, you post photos right. and they'll just check that it's legitimate. A human being checks that you're not yeah. just... Yeah, okay, How fine. do they know it's your house that you're posting photos of? Well, they don't really. But, I mean, you've linked it to an address and you've linked it to your mobile phone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like trying to verify any kind of other you know online account is similar to that but i mean there are rules presumably about what people can store yeah there are rules but i don't know how you can check now look i'm gonna be up front nobody has booked my space yet because it's a tiny little corner in my loft and it's pathetic it's like a three by three foot i mean what I've is got... one square foot in dorchester anyway i mean if you wanted that <laughs> exactly it's a tenner probably isn't yeah it? and i mean you're gonna keep that under your bed so like and actually i thought well if somebody does want to store something that small it's probably illegal and it possibly is a big stash of drugs. Somebody would come over with a suitcase and a big leather jacket. You go, you should have it in your loft, please, mate. Were you confident that you had a good listing on Stash B? Do you think over time someone might come and use your space? Or do you think basically you need to be living in East London to make it work? I think so. You need to be definitely living somewhere where space is at a premium. In Dorchester, space is not at a premium. Yeah. If you want to store something, you can do it very, very cheaply. If you're living somewhere like, hey, Tokyo, maybe. So did you actually list any other gigs on Fiverr? I decided, after speaking around Andy on these political campaign things and the gaming one, to list in that space. So I listed the only game I know how to play even remotely well, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, mm-hmm. released in 1999. So I put that up, just $5, and you could. Uh, there were different levels. There's another thing you can do on Fiverr. You can list the levels. So you can have three different st- uh, tiers. You don't need to just charge $5 for one thing. You say, $5, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. So there's no in-game chat on Tony Hawk Pro Skater, is there? No. So how would you actually coach that if someone took you up on it? Skype, I think. Yeah. I'd have to worry. I mean, if someone did buy it, I'd then have to go out and get a PlayStation because I haven't got one. I just thought about the game that I could play and I'll I'll figure it out if somebody buys it. I mean, dare I say you hadn't thought it through. I mean, why would you say that? There is something additional that you could have taught that person to do in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm. There is a level where you can build your own skate park right basically you can build a course that will make the controller rumble permanently and use that as a masturbatory device there you go look at that that's a top tip finally well our sections have merged oh yeah but i could change i could change the listing now to to include that and then on the political side of things i said that i will write a political speech for your campaign i'd be great at that and and did anyone agree that you'd be great at that no no so grand total of four dollars 
Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's a bit like the old days, really, this, isn't it, this challenge? <laughs> no, this is, I mean, I think I'd probably chalk this down as a failure, really. It's not a failure, because I've learned a lot well, about this world. You, you, and you've I've... learned a lot, but that wasn't the challenge. The challenge was very specifically Andy saying, I'm unemployed, and I'd like Ollie to tell me whether it's possible to make some money. In my defence... You've made $4 in a month. Andy, the fact that you are unemployed is a massive bonus, because you need the time to put into this. You cannot do what I've done. I have demonstrated that if you are a full-time working freelancer, as I am with mm. other commitments you can't put as much effort as you would like to into these platforms they are genuinely very time consuming and what surprised me more than anything about this is the level of skill that's on here like these people are proper professionals i think you could make the assumption that a lot of the work that's listed on here is half-assed like the stuff that i listed and just not very good Mm. that's just not the case it's really good and some of the quality on there is brilliant so it's like any of the gig economy stuff isn't it actually they all sell themselves on the base so anyone can be a driver for delivery or whatever mm-hmm. but if you actually want to you know pay your bills with it you, you are a full-time cyclist aren't you you're a courier really yeah, yeah exactly okay well let's hope you have a bit more luck with this month's challenge it comes from man fan toby in worcestershire who asks simply i'd like ollie to look into the world of deep fakes right how easy is it to make one and can he trick someone with it? Well, I've I've got the vocal capacity of well infinite basically, so I could just yes, do your your right. voice or Donald Trump <laughs> or whoever. Clearly, yeah, man of uh, a, man of three voices. China. We should say because you obviously know what deep fakes are. Do you know Alex know what deep fake is? Because it's only a term I found out about about three weeks ago. Isn't it a simulation that's designed to look like a real person? It's a fake version of a real person. Yeah, so it's like it's fake news basically, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. designed to go viral so that you can really believe that Hillary Clinton said this outrageous thing she never really did say. Yeah, exactly. For usually political purposes. They're usually videos, right? They're usually videos, which actually does play to your strengths. Genuinely, you do make videos mm-hmm. for a living. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll be able to make a deep fake? I imagine it's really difficult. Yeah. I can't see how I would do that off my own back. I could probably hire someone on Fiverr, though, couldn't I? Well, actually, yeah, why not? I mean, uh, I'm happy to stump up a budget of beer money. Five dollars? Uh, well, fifty. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Whoa! Yeah, that's right. Imagine that's more than I earn in a month. <laughs> I have a feeling that some deep fake pornography of celebrities was created, mm. and they tried to sue the person who'd made it. Yeah, well, that's a hell of grey area, mis- isn't yeah, it? Yeah, misrepresented them. Well, Should I make some Ollie porn? Well, uh, you mean me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I could just film myself doing it. Sure. Man's glands. I mean, this oh. is going to end with me being the subject of some terrible deep fake hoax, isn't it? I mean, definitely, yeah. Uh, I'm not really now that confident that we should be doing this on the show. Uh, but we are. So let's uh, find out in January how you got on with that. And Ollie, we're going to be hearing from you again, I believe, before the month is through, because on December the 16th, we're releasing a bonus episode. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be looking back at how we made The Sounds of Christmas back in 2018, our chart-topping success. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few words in that sentence that aren't quite accurate, but yeah, mm. fine. Um, yes, the charity single that we put out last Christmas. Yep. So we're going to, we've, do, we've got a special like documentary long-form version of the story yes. of how you put that song together. Exactly. And that will be on your feeds, man fans, on December the 16th. 16th. Uh, time for some proper music now, though, uh, because as you'll know, if you're a regular listener uh, here at The Modern Man, at this point in each show, we feature a record of the month. But today, we have a live performance. Give it up like we're in a zoo-style format for JC Stewart! <laughs> that was full on Steve Wright that was in the right, afternoon. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Giving it up like Lent came up. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming in, Jason. Thanks for having me. This is great. Um, now, your music career got off to a kickstart thanks to Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, I, I met him like three years ago at a party, and we were there was one Scottish guy and one Northern Irish guy, and obviously we had no choice but to be friends after that. No Englishman um, to complete the joke. Uh, there was, but we, you know, we didn't talk to them, so it's fine. <laughs> That's a better punchline. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then obviously he went on to be Lewis Capaldi, and I was lucky enough to sort of do some late night sort of pint-filled writing sessions with him, and one of those songs made it onto his album, and then I toured with him a little bit, and... I mean, yeah. and, and that's been insanely successful, right? It's Grammy done all right. Yeah, it's uh, he. Uh, we had a we had a night out on last Friday actually, where we had like a, a Grammy nomination party in Belfast of all places. So it's like you know, it's, how old are you? I'm 22. 22. I didn't get nominated for a Grammy. He's been to he a did, Grammy though. nomination party. It wasn't so for me, Sammy, but you know, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. You're being like quite heavily pushed at the moment. I've seen you around. You're in Amazon's ones to watch for next year, the MTV list as yeah. well. What's that like being at the centre of a kind of promotional whirlwind like have you played some weird gigs oh my goodness yeah (laughs) (laughs) i played in old trafford last night that was that was a weird one 
um, in front of uh, Manchester United players who did not look like they wanted to be there, if I'm being completely honest with you. Was, um, <laughs> Why were they there? I think it's in their contracts. So that's what it said in their eyes anyway. Um, but it's, it, it's, no, it was, that's, that was fun. I'm playing in like a weird nightclub thing tonight for MTV, so that's another weird one. There's been there's been a lot of weird stuff. It's amazing. Okay, um, well you have penned our record of the month. Tell us about it before you before you play. Yeah, I, I wrote this one in Manchester with two friends of mine, and we were kind of just chilling out. It was like midnight, and we were just talking about our absolutely disastrous sort of dating lives, and uh, it was just getting funnier and funnier because we just were like outdoing each other on the disaster scale, uh, and then we just started. They're both musicians, and obviously we're like, let's write a song about it. And the wrong ones was kind of born very quickly that night. So yeah, wow! I, it's uh, it's a very exciting moment because when we first dreamed this magazine format, JC, back yeah. in 2015, I wanted a moment like this. So here, performing live on the Modern Man, you heard it here first. It's JC Stewart. Take it away. <laughs> One who I call just to help me forget Says all the right things but they mean nothing yet And I know that we say it's a means to an end But I still feel lonely So tell me why And why do I just keep falling for the wrong ones Is it you? On me, does no one else feel right, right, right? And why do I just keep falling for the wrong ones? Is it you or is it me? Or does no one else fit by my side? Yeah. To the one always asking for a room with a view. Here for the drinks, but she swears that is you. Or the one who's just trying to get back at her action. She told me no games, but she played me the best. And I keep diving deeper, but I never see it. Studio quality vocals coming out in one take. Alex, were you were you thinking back on all your loves? Well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I have a lot of wrong ones. <laughs> Song's not long enough, is it, Alex? <laughs> uh, well, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Uh, JC's going to come back later in true live lounge style to serenade us at the end of the show. Spoiler, it's a Christmas song. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, but uh, if you want to find the wrong ones online, you can find it available to stream wherever you get. Or just go on music. Tinder. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, before we progress with our annual What the Fuck Fest, the Foxhole Christmas Special, we must thank our sponsors for this episode, Beer52. Beer52 deliver delicious craft beers from around the world direct to your door. If you don't believe us, here are the sound of some opening on mic right now. Woohoo! Now, because they're quality IPAs, you don't necessarily get the audio snap that you would with a lager. (laughs) Uh, Ollie, what have you got there? I have got a mosaic lager, and it's won the World Beer Awards World's Best Seasonal Lager. Alex, what have you got your lips around? Uh, I've got a cloudberry saison, which sounds a little bit like something Kate Bush would sing about. And I have a Muster Lumi Black Snow IPA. Me neither, but it tastes ace. Uh, If you don't believe me, you can get, maybe not this exact case, but a very similar one for free. That's right, just for being a man fan, you can get eight delicious hand-curated craft beers delivered direct to your door for the price of fuck all all you need to pay is the £2.95 postage, and uh, you can find that at beer52.com slash man. That's beer, the number five, the number two, dot com slash M-A-N-N. Um, and you also get a free snack in there as well, and uh, a copy of uh, Ferment magazine featuring a column by the one and only Ollie Peart. Uh, Ollie, I notice you are right now reading your own column from the magazine. Well, the thing is, I, I write these, and then I forget what I've written, and then I, when I get the beer delivered through my door, mm. I then read it and go, oh, did I write that? Oh, I'm good, aren't I? And as you carry on drinking, you think you're even better. Perhaps mm. give us a sample paragraph. It would be like a newspaper editor knowing you're very... It would like... <laughs> Brilliant. I just had one sip of Mosaic Lager, everyone. Anyway, uh, beer52.com <laughs> slash M-A-N-N. Should uh, we move from his column to a different type of column? <laughs> I think we're in the right mood now for the Christmas foxhole. It is our annual festive feature-length quiz. I've been worried about this since the last one. Brought to you by Alex Fox. Alex, I have no script. This is yours. Take it away. Well, gents, you'll be ecstatic to hear that I'm kicking off with a round called Possessed Pussy, a.k.a. the Ouija Vajayjay. <laughs> in an erotic Scooby-Doo. Yeah, this is quite creepy. <laughs> this is a teledildonic device called a Fleshlight Kiru launch. And it's, yeah, it's a teledildonic masturbator. There's rather um, a lot of room in there. I mean, I'd feel a bit intimidated by... Not for me! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's inserted into the launch device, which allows it to be moved automatically, either following a pre-programmed pattern or... A partner can move it remotely using an app or using a partner device. All you need to do is rest it on your groin and then it will move automatically according to either what you've pre-programmed it to do or what your partner is commanding it to do from afar. I'm not putting my dick in that. <laughs> you don't worry. You don't need to put any part of yourself inside anything oh. yet. This device has actually been possessed <coughs> by the spirit of foxhole question askers past. What? Well, you got to hand it to her. I mean, she doesn't go for a simple format. Previous listeners who've written into the foxhole right. have possessed <laughs> the masturbator that you see before you. Your mission is to ask the fleshlight up to ten questions. It will move fast for yes and slow for no. <laughs> what Stop the... For and uh... you have to try and identify what spirit has possessed it it's going to be a listener who's asked a previous foxhole question right are you clear on the rules i don't think it's going to itv daytime but yes ollie man first question okay are you a man uh the the vagina is moving strongly and firmly so that's yes okay uh ollie your turn is your question about piss oh it's a slow (laughs) slow (laughs) move It's like the most disgusting game of whack-a-mole. That is horrible. Uh, Anyway, it's a no. Right. Did your question involve group sex? No, it's moving slowly. Mm. No, it didn't. Was your question about same-sex relationships? It was. Yes! So it was a gay man... Oh, I know. Um, uh, are you the ghost of the man who wrote in to say he wanted to teach Catholic school children about same-sex relationships? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, you are. What Vagina says yes. This 
flashlight currently holds the spirit of the letter from season 10, episode 7, which was from a teacher worried about how to teach about LGBTQ rights in a Catholic school. Um, We've had some feedback from one of our listeners, Paul, who said he really enjoyed the discussion, um, but he wanted to add that in addition to the organisations that I mentioned, our writer there should also get in touch with a teaching union who could support him in in asserting his rights in his work environment. Um, He gives the NASUWT uh, as an example uh, and says that one of his friends taught in a Church of England school in London and was told by the principal that revealing his bisexuality to his form group was inappropriate, even though it was in an SRE lesson and many of the rest of the staff were openly gay. This guy was helped by his union rep to raise the issue and was glad to have stood up for his rights. And Paul says sexuality shouldn't be a barrier to progression in any career and this is something we can now collectively achieve. And he said all of that through the medium of a haunted flashlight. Yeah, which is now... That's amazing what the teaching unions can do, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very powerful body. (laughs) Oh, is it being possessed by another listener? Yes. Right, okay. Another listener question. Vagina, vagina, who are you? A new spirit has possessed the thruster. Ollie P, would you like to ask, ask it a question? Do you have a penis? That's a resounding yes. Um... Uh, oh, sorry, I need to talk into the hole, don't I? Um, did you get in touch about your penis? Yes. Oh. Ooh. About your penis. So it's it's a man with a penis who got in touch with a question about his penis. Do you know what? I'm going to go straight in with this because I seem to recall a question about this. Are you the bloke that snapped your banjo string? <laughs> oh, no. It's a penis-related problem. Is it to do with cleaning up your dick after anal sex? No. Is it... Uh, to do with ejaculation. So I'm getting a bit carried away. No, it isn't. Uh, is it to do with ripping your foreskin? Oh, it's a bit to do with ripping your foreskin. <laughs> um, uh, tight foreskin. Yes! Oh! It's a man with a tight foreskin. Oh, well... Well played. Well, well, well played, <laughs> Rules of cr- <laughs> The polite rules of cricket. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Jolly good. <laughs> Okay, Uh, we had a listener write in to say that they very much enjoyed listening to the Stoma Sexual episode with Hannah Witten, which was season 8, episode 9. Oh, yes. Uh, We also discussed phimosis, which is uh, a a condition where men's foreskins are too tight. Uh, And this listener said that he's tried something called Fimocure, P-H-I-M-O-C-U-R-E, a product made in England, he says, uh, that he had shipped to the US and it's helped him with his tight foreskin. It's a set of small rings made of medical silicone that can be used to gradually stretch the foreskin by wearing them for a considerable period of time. I had a look at these. Have you seen when people stretch their earlobes and have those like flesh tunnels? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like a flesh tunnel, but mm. for mm-hmm. your love tunnel. Like a reverse brace for your teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They're a, they're a little bit like uh, these ear gauges and you can find them at phimocure.net. Mm. Okay, so we're going to put the Ouija vagina away. Yes. I believe I'm in the lead. 2-0 currently. Where does it live, by the way? Does it live in like a wooden lock box? Uh, the Jim Henson <laughs> Creature Workshop, I believe. Um, now for round two, which I believe is related to the VR experience you supplied for Ollie and I earlier today. Yes, you uh, undertook a sensory virtual reality experience by Raspberry Dream Labs. You got to interact with each other inside a sensual virtual space. Well, that's one way of putting it. I mean, Ollie, when Alex told you that you were going to come to uh, the office and put on a Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. what were you expecting from an Alex Fox endorsed virtual reality session? I thought that I would inhabit an avatar of a mustachioed porn star and be doing you up the bum. That's basically what it's I thought. It's not was that far off. I was expecting something a bit more photo real. What mm. we got was something more sensual, more erotic, more abstract. Very abstract, wasn't it? And then got to see each other Mm. in our naked forms. In like, you know those wiry sculptures that you see for sale at like tourist places? Do you know the ones I mean? Like if you go around Mallorca, they have them for sale where they have like a cyclist done in wire. It's a classic Ollie Pitt reference. No, I'm serious. People, You know that know holiday what... I took once? Listen, you know, that's common to everyone's universal experience. I'm telling you now, people will know exactly what I'm talking about, those wire sculptures. That's what they look like. Well, let's have a listen. Oh, hang on. You've got stuff happening on your... Oh, no, what's that? That's just... Ah! Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever you just did yeah. gave me like a little... 
okay. sort of nipply uh, moisturising effect. There? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yes, there. There. <laughs> where, where, where? Point where? Oh dear, I don't know what you did, it was somewhere up here. Okay, right, hang on. <laughs> there we go, yes. Okay, that's oh, it. nipple tickles. There you go. I am receiving some tickles from you. Oh, God, you're getting bigger for some reason. Yeah. Well, that was the sound of uh, me being the receiver and Ollie being the giver were the roles we were uh, assigned by the lady who was in charge of the VR. I yeah. insisted. You did, and I was open-minded. Well, it was designed to be more artistic and sort of to provoke a sense of arousal and intrigue rather than to be pornographic. Mm. And it's not genital-based, is it? No. And and actually, that was noticeable because we didn't have hard-ons. And I don't mean us in real life. I mean our VR versions of ourselves. You could look down and see an impressive-sized penis, but one that was very much flaccid. Might have been impressive to you. Uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) It's another day in the office for you. But I did just think, if a man had designed this... To indicate arousal, there'd be a stiffy at this point. But this was very much all about the sensations. There was someone in my ear going, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite surreal and weird. Yeah. And and it went glitchy. I don't I don't want to criticise it too much, but it went glitchy a bit. And that freaked me out because the point where it went glitchy was we were in kind of like a, a hyper-pornographic magic eye. And, <laughs> and then it went all glitchy and loads of cocks and tits started flicking in my face. And Ollie's hands were up in the air and he'd morphed into a woman and... Yeah, it was quite weird. It, it does occasionally glitch out because yeah. it's quite fetal technology. And what Raspberry Dream Labs are trying to do is incorporate smell and haptics. So you've got sensation in there, depending on whether you're the receiver or the giver. Uh, you've got two interacting people. You've got visuals. You've got sounds. It's a lot. So it's not as smooth as it could be at the moment. And mm. it requires an enormous amount of processing power. But to be but fair, hoping... if we were a real couple, mm. I think we'd have had a different experience. We were larking about. Yeah. You went there with someone you really fancied and you were up for taking it seriously. Yeah. Well, I sort of gamified it, didn't I? I was trying to sort of work out where I could tickle your nips. And it, <laughs> it, I think if you would... Well, if you were doing it with a partner, yes, you'd take it a little bit more seriously. Anyway, Alex, you're going to quiz us on this experience we've had. Yes, and hopefully you will have been taking it seriously this morning because we're about to play a game called Squirtual Reality. (laughs) I'm going to read out a list of features, some of which were in the simulation and some of which weren't. You need to tell me by calling out VR or VAunt. And if you get it wrong, I'm going to squirt some of this gin and tonic flavoured lubricant into your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's kick off with you, Ollie Man. Mm -hmm. VR or VAunt? You walked through lilac clouds into a pink, orange, and purple pulsing vagina. VR. Yes. Correct. I re- Ding. That, that doesn't happen to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> it sticks in the brain. Ollie P, mm-hmm. VR or Viant? Mm-hmm. When you touched virtual Ollie Man, green sparkling <laughs> twinkles came off his skin. Did he? Did he uh, <laughs> did, oh, God. Oh, He's blocked it out. Yeah, I, do you know what? <laughs> Just remembering that wiry wang. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, I know the answer to this. V, it's V aunt. The colour was blue and pink. This has really lodged in your mind. So that, yeah, it shows you, doesn't on. it, how effective VR is, actually. No one's had to gargle the g No, because we did this hours ago. This was this morning. We're now, what, five o'clock in the afternoon recording it's this. It's because compared to actual reality, it's incredibly simplistic. How could I forget that? Ollie Mann, when you were being massaged by Ollie P, every twinkle that came off your virtual skin made the sound of a single piano key being pressed. Well, that's a hard one because I, unlike my flaccid penis in the animation, because I could believe that were the case, but it could easily have been like a violin sound. I'm going to say Viant. Oh, oh, it was. You're going to have to glug down the loop. Eat the loop. Eat the loop. Eat the loop. Eat the loop. I'm not going to stop singing this until you eat the loop. Eat the loop. Eat the loop. I eat mean, the loop. Sorry, it's astonishing to think that technically I employ you to do eat this. The loop. Eat the loop. I'm not okay, stopping. I'm going to squeeze the... this into my mouth, right? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Eat okay. the yeah. loop. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Even watching this. this <laughs> oh. Why did you oh, suck God. the lids? Oh, you only got <laughs> a little bit in there. Why are you? It's <laughs> not a spray. Oh, God. No, he's gargling. He's gargling lube. <laughs> Why did you think I'd have lube in a spray can? Well, how was I supposed to eat it? You're Squeeze it into my <laughs> You made me sick, Ollie, man. What was I supposed you to do? You made me sick. Can okay, I just say, right. the flavour of that accurately is Jelly Babies. Oh, Gin and tonic. That is not G&T. That okay. is Jelly Babies. That's, that's weird, because that's what I use for lube. <laughs> Okay, Ollie P, 
In the final scene you saw in the virtual world, there were 14 sex mannequins present, 15 if you count the octopus. Oh, shit. The R. Correct! Oh. Yes! Do you, you know what? I was a shot in the dark, the that one. <laughs> Ollie Mann, one of them was wearing a cat mask. VR. I remember that. No, it was a what? dog it was mask. A dog mask. Oh, come on. I, I even trick question. pointed it out. I knew the, the answer. Eat the loo. Eat the loo. Eat the loo. Eat the loo. Just less Eat gross the... this time. Eat okay. the loo. I'm squeezing it into my hand. You... I'm administering it gently onto my tongue. Oh, God. Be prepared to be aroused. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, I can. I can feel the throbbing <laughs> erection. Um, okay, so do we have a winner? At the end of that round, it's now two all. Oh, I'm tense, and that's no way to be during the foxhole. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, before that, Alex, in three words, can you tease what you have coming up in the grand finale of the Foxhole Christmas Quiz? I'm going to give you four words, but it's called Together in Electric Screams. More after this. Okay, we're back with the annual Foxhole Christmas Quiz, and we have now each had a complete can of beer um, can I just, have another one well I think uh, you know there's only so many hours I can put into editing this shit yeah. now last night I received a whatsapp message from our producer Matt to our hashtag team man account um, <laughs> uh, I'll quote it now verbatim uh, gents Alex and I would like to know if you and Ollie have any major issues with mild electric shocks <sighs> Ollie, how did you feel when you received that message? Well, the only experience I have of being electrocuted is when I touched an electric fence and it was the most horrible thing <laughs> in the world. No, I, it was a dare as a kid and it feels like a bouncy ball going up your arm. And yeah. so I have big, massive reservations about it because it's it, it, this is a, a, you know, a sexual part of the show and I just envisage it's going to be on my nipples or my scrotum. Alex, tell us about the final game. Guys, I know how much you absolutely loved last year's pungent scratch and sniff game. Mm. So this Not year... Not stop talking about it, have we, Ollie? <laughs> still smell those pants. In that case, you'll be over the moon to learn that I have procured from Tokyo's largest sex superstore four vials of scent which are designed to be applied to sex dolls to make them smell more realistically like humans. Practical and enlightening. I am going to blindfold the both of you. Oh, fucking hell. Get you to <laughs> guess... Well, it's got to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. We've got to guess just... what the smell is. We can't see what's written on the bottle, can I mean, we? Yeah, OK, fine. You need to try and identify what it is that you're sniffing. Right. Uh, and if you get it wrong, uh, here in that? my hand I have... <laughs> It is, of course, phallic-shaped, everybody, for the <laughs> listeners at home. It's a rabbit vibrator, but it's by a company called MyStim. So in addition to the traditional vibration, mm-hmm. it also emits <laughs> mild to not mild at all electric shocks. Wow. My um, I'm actually, no, actually, I'm reassured by the fact that if you're supposed to put that onto your clit, I presume that it's actually going to be okay to go on my arm. I mean, you're not going to stick it on my I'm balls, going to ask you to hold it in your hand. Right. Uh, and I won't set the electric shocks too high, but yeah. I will tell you that when I used one of these, and it wasn't this model, this is a fresh <laughs> one, don't worry, um, I decided to try and test how high I could go and uh, it electrocuted me so severely that it shot out of my vag and hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can we go for mild, please? Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on. No, wait, wait. Let's just break this down a little bit. Shot out and hit the fucking wall. How near the wall were you? <laughs> quite a long way away. Right. I, don't... I clenched really hard, Ollie. It was quite full on. I don't mean this in a grotesque, pervy way, but yeah. I would literally pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might work I on think... a crowdfunder for next year. <laughs> Toy flew forward and I flew backwards. It was um, animated. Okay, gentlemen, please don your blindfolds. Some tension music, please, as if that were necessary. This is our first bottle of. Uh, well, this is actually a type of lubricant designed to be used with a Japanese love doll to make it more realistic. Mm-hmm. Just give this a sniff. I wouldn't inhale too deeply if mm-hmm. I were you. Okay. And let me know if you think you can identify what that's Ooh. supposed to smell like. Well, I mean, they're not going to call the scent fishy vagina, are they? But oh, God. Oh, that's God. essentially... Yeah, I mean, it's a fishy... It's a fishy and slightly B.O.E. smell. Ollie, what you just had beneath your nostrils is yeah. 
jizz cum scented water based lube I'm uh, afraid you were wrong I didn't get cum from that are you ready to grasp the electric dildo <laughs> not really <laughs> oh my god like it, it's actually torture isn't it? all, of, just all of those words sniff the cum hold the electric cock fuck me I'm touching it I just don't want to touch it for long grab the cock grab the cock okay okay Ollie P yeah. are you ready for your scent no I'm definitely not but yeah okay go on. Oh, no. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I think that is sweaty, horrible. Uh, I think that's poo. Poo. Ollie, hold your hand out. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. You, shit! 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 <laughs> shit! Shit! That was shit. the smell of. I'm so scared. A young man's penis with a full load. Fuck <laughs> me! No, I'm gonna go. Shit! Oh, that was horrible. Oh, oh. That's the worst thing in the world. I've literally just smell a cock and been electrocuted. Holy man. Well, this one comes with um, an addition, which I will reveal later. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, I've never grimaced this one. Okay, honestly, I can't smell anything. I don't know if it echoes my natural smell. I would hope not. I can't smell anything. Take a guess. Oh, hold on. I got something then. Just electrocute him. I'm going to... Jack. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go anal glands. <laughs> what the fuck? My but it's God. faint. It's faint. It is faint. Ollie, hold your hand out. Oh, here we go. Are you ready? Oh, God, yes, all right. Go that on. was ointment designed to. That's be... it with you. Just electrocute me. <laughs> designed to be applied to the menstrual stained panties oh, that accompany to give a realistic period smell. Whoa. So I'm afraid I'm gonna have <laughs> to. <laughs> to... <laughs> Oh. I cannot deal with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Who is the perfumier in this? I mean, imagine that. Oi, mate, can you recreate the smell of some menstrual blood on some pants? Yeah. Final challenge, Jolly P. Oh, God. Hold your hand out. Smell this. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I think that is sweat. Oh! Well done. Ollie Pitt has just avoided the final electrocution. That is supposed to be the smell of a girl's underarm area. That is the worst thing you've ever done to me, ever. <laughs> it might have been the worst thing that's ever happened to you, but it's also the best in that you've just won the quiz. You've won the XXXmas Foxhole Christmas special. It, it, it was almost worth it. Okay, in a moment we will welcome back JC Stewart to serenade us with a Christmas song. Uh, But just before that, one final festive offering for you. There is just time to appoint our Christmas Manbassador 2019. It is a significant moment. So, to break the news, we're going to give them a call. Can you hear the ringing? Uh Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello, Claire. Hiya. Hi, it's Ollie Mann here from the Mon Man Podcast. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Do you have any idea why I might be calling? No, well, no, not really. I mean, I know <laughs> that Michelle and I talk about you on a regular basis. It's really weird if I'm really red. Michelle has been in touch. Um, she describes herself as a mad, mad man fan from Holmes Chapel, Cheshire. She is. Um, and she says, I would like to recommend my friend Claire to be the ambassador for Cheshire. Yes. Yes, good. I'm glad this could have been very awkward. I'm glad you're excited. Uh, She has totally revolutionised my housewifery duties by recommending me your podcast. Uh, She says, when I asked her if she's listened to this month's podcast, not wanting to spoil it for me as I'm binging on old episodes catching up, she replied, weirdly enough, earlier in the week, my boss got me to try the same food stuff that Ollie and Ollie were trying. Why were you eating insects? Well, I don't know. My boss brought them in. She likes uh, proteiny things and said, here, have a cricket. So I thought I'd eat a cricket. So they were very tasty. Well, I mean, that's disgusting. They're disgusting. I should say Ollie's here. Alex is here as well. Hey, hey, Claire. I'm really glad that the proteiny thing that you were made to eat by your boss was a cricket because in my line of work, that could have been worse. Uh, Now, Claire, you uh, work for the NHS, I understand, as a, what is it, an orth? Orthoptist. Eyes. I'm... It's like eyes. an eye physio, uh, for want of a better eye way. Eye physio? So basically, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people who've got like wonky eyes or double vision or right. kids who wear patches, that's me. I'm the one who makes that them wear a patch. <laughs> sounds like a genuinely useful thing that you do for the community. I, I love my job. I love it. I feel rather humble that we do something <laughs> so essentially pointless. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I'm going to follow Michelle's email. She says, it would be a fab early Christmas present for me to give to Claire as I've got no cash now. Oh. Could she be 
Manbassador for Cheshire. Oh, that's wonderful. Claire, I'd love to be. I'd love it. <laughs> I now pronounce you Manbassador for Cheshire. Congratulations. Can you hang on the phone for another five minutes? It's good, I promise. Okay. We're going to serenade you because we are being joined by Mr. JC Stewart, who's going to serenade you with a Christmas song. JC, you, you must have spent a while choosing what's your favourite. Yeah, like this This is a good one, I'm not going to lie, but I missed out a couple. There's obviously Justin Bieber Mistletoe. I don't I don't even care what you say. That's a banger. <laughs> I came out and I'm like, yeah, i got to hate this song, but that's class. Um, and what else? The Darkness one where he just screams a lot. Don't yeah, big, big so don't let them know. Class. I, well, we won't spoil what the song is. I'll just say... Uh, Alex Fox, thank you for another year of quality podcasting. Apologies to everything I've done to your mind. Uh, <laughs> Ollie Pitt, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been Ollie Mann, the producer Matt Hill, and to play us out, Mr. JC Stewart. Woohoo! JC, take it away. Claire, this is for you. Oh, thank you. Once bitten and twice shy. I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year, it doesn't surprise me A Merry Christmas, I wrapped it up and sent it With a note saying I love you, I meant it Now I know what a fool I've been But if you kiss me now, I know you fool me again and last Christmas, I gave you my heart But the very next day, you gave it away And this year, to save me from tears I'll give it to someone special A crowded room, friends with tired eyes I'm hiding from you in your soul of eyes My God, I thought you were someone to rely on I guess I was a shoulder to cry on A face on a lover with a fire in his heart A mind undercover But you tore me apart Ooh, and now I found a real love You'll never fool me again Cause last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day you gave it away this year to save me from tears I'll give it to someone special oh 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 because last Christmas I gave you my heart but the very next day, you gave it away And this year, to save me from tears I'll give it to someone special Ooh. Happy Christmas That's incredible, thanks Drop that motherfucker Well that is lovely Jolly good. He's a right young whippersnapper. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.